as a teacher, if you don't think you're teaching the best quality martial art, chosen martial art that you're doing, then how can you convince other people that you, they should join you? Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of MartialArtsMedia.com, George Faree. This podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on martialartsmedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to martialartsmedia.com. Enjoy. G'day, this is George Free, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. So today I'm joined with uh, someone who I, I've gained a lot of respect for in the, in the industry, I've been fortunate enough to work with him the last couple of months in one of our programs, our partners program. And I want to introduce you to Shane McMahon from Australian Karate Academy in Brisbane. How are you doing today, Shane? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for having me up. Awesome. So welcome to the show. Um, I know you've, uh, you mentioned you've, you've listened to a few of our episodes as well. Um, so this is going to be an interesting conversation. There's a lot of value. Uh, you're getting some great results in your school and we're going to be sharing a lot of uh, a lot of details on what you are doing, how you're going about it. But uh, first, if you want to give us a bit of a background, um, just a bit about you, the school, and how you got started in the industry, etc. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I started karate when I was four. Uh, my father um, was my, oh, I suppose he's still my teacher. Um, so he had a karate, he started karate in 1967. So um, he opened his first club, I think, in, in the Sunshine Coast um, in Queensland in 1976. So uh, I followed him around and wanted to do karate. And uh, for the first couple of weeks, apparently he was holding me as I was walking around and I was crying. But um, so 30, 33 years later, I'm still in love with karate. Um, I, you know, the longest break I had was six months up um, when I moved overseas. So um, but yeah, so so we've uh, my dad started the Australian Karate Academy in uh, 80, 89. So this is our thirtieth year um, as the Australian Karate Academy. Um, so uh, he he he, my mum were the main teachers, uh, and um, so he retired uh, a couple of years ago, and and I've since taken it taken it over. So um, we're our thirtieth year and still going strong. Fantastic. So at what point did you, so, so you went through school, you've been training all your life. At what point did you gravitate towards the teaching side of things? I started teaching with my mum when I was probably 14, 14 or 15. Um, and actually one of my students now, he was, I was there on his first lesson when I was 14. So he was a six-year-old, trained with us for all, uh, 15 years. Then went off and um, had a career and came back a few years ago. So in a couple of weeks, he's about to go for his third done. But I, I clearly remember his first first lesson when he when he turned up. So him and his sister. So um, but yeah. So uh, I started um, 
straight after the school, so in, in year 12, uh, I was never really an academic. All, all I really wanted to do was karate. I wanted to, uh, it was just karate. Karate was my life. So in year 12, towards the end of year 12, I went on a, like a three-month tour of Europe for karate and um, no thought about, you know, it's going to affect my um, ability to get into university or tape running like that. It's not what I wanted. So, so yeah, so I, I went over there and, and um, competed for Australia and stuff like that. And, uh, and then after school, I became a um, – uh, I was lucky enough to qualify for a um, um, a grant from the Queensland government. So I was being paid to, to teach karate and to train in karate as an 18-year-old, um, uh, as an elite athlete. And, um, yeah, from there, man, just every job, every part-time job I've ever had was all revolving around karate, fitting in karate times, training, teaching, training. So I've loved karate ever since ever since I was four. All right, awesome. So that's that's pretty cool to get a grant from the from the government yeah. as a sports person. Yeah, I had to do some TAFE courses um, uh, to keep it, but everything was revolving around the training, strength and conditioning, first aid, those sorts of things. Um, so I think it went for about two years, and I got uh, two hundred and fifty bucks a week. Big money. Huge money, but um, it was my parents were pretty happy because they didn't have to pay, uh, pay me. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but um, I, I think I don't think they do that anymore. There's a lot of uh, issues around the, the government funding and stuff like that for karate because karate didn't get the Olympics and, and and stuff like that. So a bit of politics, but it might change now with karate being in the Olympics. Yeah, definitely. So just let's let's backtrack because we met. Um, it was. December last year, depending on when you when you listen when you're listening to this, well, uh, that's so, so 2018, and and the first time we spoke, you you were in a bit of a situation with with the school. You mind sharing a bit what what had happened? Yeah, 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 no problem. So in September of 2018, uh, my wife and I decided that I was going to quit work and just concentrate on karate. So very happy to do that. Four weeks later, we got flooded. So where where we are in the in this big building, they took the they took the roof off um, because there was there was dramas with the roof, and of course we had rain for two weeks, so we lost all of our mats. Uh, we had to close the dojo, obviously, but to um, so we lost all of our carpet tiles and bags, and uh, and we went from having an increased number of students to suddenly no classes for six weeks. And in between that, the landlord told us we have to move in that in that building as well. So we were probably shut for eight weeks. I committed. I, I quit work. I committed to do karate. And I realized if I keep going the same way as I'm going, I'm not going to earn as much money as I was selling cars. So that's when I figured I need to find somebody. And I found you. So how did you – I mean – I don't want to let let the story off there because I mean that's that's quite a big thing, right? I mean, it's a big thing already having to burn the bridges, going from employment, secure income. You know that there's money every month, and you burn the bridges, and then you start your business, and that's that that alone is a risky thing for anyone to do. I think it, it's what holds a lot of people back from just taking that leap forward. So you make the leap, and then you have the rug pulled under you. 
and yeah. So, what's going through your mind at, at this time? Uh, all the money going out of my account and nothing coming in. So, um, I know that I'm going to be doing karate for the next 30, 40, 50 years. So, um, making that decision for me was well, not so hard, but when you have a wife and a, and a, a young family, it, it, um, it's a little bit scary and, and throw into that people not coming into to karate. So, there's no, there's no money coming through. Uh, and in fact, the money's going out because I'm still paying rent and still trying to pay myself and, and pay for this and pay for that. And we went from, you know, like our numbers were, were steadily growing, I mean, slowly, maybe maybe 10 a, 10 a month or 10 a, a term. So we're slowly building. I was okay when I was, when I was selling cars, it was, was, was my job, but because I still had an income. So it wasn't such a huge drama, but when there is no income and there is no students, and money is going out, it was a very, very scary time. And I I almost called my boss up, my old boss, to say, hey, can I come back to work? But um, uh, uh, there was only one way. There really was only one way forward, and that, and that was that was to be to, to come back bigger, better, stronger, and bolder than we were before. And with your help, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. That's awesome. That's that's really cool, and, and and I mean, I'm happy to play such a small part in your, you know, in in you moving forward. But do you do you think that that also plays a big part in it? The fact that you you know you see what the the road looks like when the business doesn't work, that your that you just come back with this unstoppable determination to you're gonna. Yeah. The stakes are a lot higher, right? Because I mean, it's so easy if you've got a part-time, you've got a full-time job, and the school's just ticking along, right? But then, when things really, when almost hits rock bottom, and you can see yeah. what life could potentially slip down to, yeah. do you feel that really changed your 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 drive and determination. Look, I think the um, as funny as it sounds, I think the flooding, all the water, all, all the problems that we had with the building. Um, I mean, the car park was, we, we couldn't get into the car park and half the building was, was knocked down and um, I couldn't put my signs out and, you know, that all played a part. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't, uh, there was no way that we would be as strong as we are now. You know, that, that played a massive part. You know? And I got to the point where it, it's balls to the wall or nothing. And um, so... If it wasn't for the flooding, I don't think I would have had as much drive and determination as I do now um, to build to build our numbers back up and bigger and stronger. So, one of the f- funny things is I was talking to you on Messenger about it when I when I was talking to you was Shane, let's have a flood sale. Well, let's do, let's do a flood campaign, and, and we did, and uh, it was like save the dojo, and all the people got on board and they brought in their friends and family, and it was great. Um, so I think that sort of galvanised our, our, our club, our, our members. So um, I think it brought us together uh, together a bit more and, and made us a bit stronger. And moving forward, our dojo was 10 times, 100 times better than it was in November last year. Um, I've got aircon, first time ever. Nice. So in 30 years of full-time karate dojo, my, my parents have had, this is the first time we've ever had aircon. So um, I haven't got the bill yet. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> and, that's a, and that's a pleasure to have in, in Brisbane. So for anyone yeah. listening, uh, especially 
not in Australia. Brisbane is hot, but it's very, very sticky hot. As in, you'll have a shower in the morning, you'll dry off, you'll walk outside, and it feels like you just got out the shower, right? Uh, it's, it's two or three showers a day, for sure. I, I would like to uh, talk about just that whole turnaround, right? Because you reached out to me on Messenger, and whenever something happens that you feel out of your control, then you got to look at it and say, all right, well, how do I turn this into something good? Right, so there's a situation that's bad. So what can we do to turn it into something good? Or then the, the reverse side of that is, if something bad happens, there's always a lesson in it. You're gonna you're gonna hit the lesson two years from now or a year from now, some somewhere along the track, you're gonna look back and say, oh, I'm so glad that happened. What's a good way to look at things is, okay, well, and it's a hard thing to do, but if something bad happens, then you you know, can you sit back and say, all right, well, there's a lesson in here. Uh, what if I had to learn that lesson now? And, and what can I sort of do? Um, and, and that's sort of the thinking of how we could, you know, how I looked at it. And when you, you mentioned the flood, I was like, that's perfect. It's not perfect, but it's such a great opportunity for you to say, hey, because um, people generally care and people generally want to help. And if this is what's happened and you just open about it and say, hey, well, this is, this is what happened. Okay, let's, how do we turn that, turn this into something good? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, a, you know, every, Every day I'm taking photos of, of the water. Um, it's not, not just water. It was all the um, all, all of the dirt that came with it. And because it's a construction zone outside, you know, it was just so much dirt and muck. And for karate mats or, or, or martial art mats, they're pretty easy. They're pretty resilient. You just clean them. But there was just so much dirt that it was sitting there for days that we couldn't get in. It was just irreplaceable. So, um so we, so obviously we had to replace them, but you know, so we, we lost a lot of money, and even though we're trained, can't train on the concrete. Every problem there's a there's a solution. So um, we were taking photos and putting up on Facebook, and friends in, in other karate clubs were uh, messaging me asking me, do I want to come and do uh, bring my students to their clubs and stuff like that. So it was really it was great. Everybody wants to help, as you said. You know, I really appreciate those who, who came in and helped me. A lot of students come down and clean and help and move stuff and, um, you know, just made us a, a bit stronger. Definitely. And then what was the result from the, the sale that that you ran? Uh, well, we, we ran a, a, a two-week sale, just a, a quick one uh, to bring in friends. I think we got about 15 to 20. And because they are referrals, um, you know that they're, they're, you know, they're like your, your members already. So they're friends and friends of your members, so it was very easy to convert them because they already wanted to, to join. But then we ran a the seventy-two hour sale as well, which which we talked about and and, and ran through and the email follow up the four days, and I think we sold just over twenty grand. So which paid for a lot of the stuff that we lost. So uh, yeah. and during that period, I mean, I had no money coming in because I had no students, and then um, people people are happy to pay for it year of training so it was great that's awesome so so let's let's just touch on a few other things and then I'm, I'm, there's so much i can ask you here you've got a you've got a background in in sales how do you think this helps you uh with interaction and 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 signing up more students at the end of the day yeah look uh i, I sold a lot of things but probably the, the one I, I did the longest was selling cars i did it for about seven or eight years um and I moved into selling cars. I went from having a karate club, full-time karate dojo, to my dad wanting to come back to training and my, my wife wanting to go to uni. So there was not enough income. 
It was okay for me, but not not for three people. So I went the other way instead of you know working twenty hours a week to to working sixty hours a week. It's nuts. But so I started selling cars, and um, straight away I could see the correlation between um, talking to people, especially on the phone. A lot we used to get a lot of phone calls and people wanting your best price, and it happens now. The first question a lot of people ask is, how much are the fees? Maybe that's not really what they want to ask, but that's just sort of ingrained in people. You learn a lot of strategies on how to, to get around the price. I'm not saying that, we, you know, that we're lying or, or hiding the truth, but in a lot of cases, it's not the reason that they want to buy the car, not the reason that they're, they're wanting more information about your karate skills. So, you, you know, you, you start talking about the car or you start talking about the karate school, um, and you point out all the, all the great things about the car. The car has five-star ANCAP rating. It's $2,500 off. It comes in five different colours. And you start talking about your same, your same skills. You start talking about how many instructors that you have at your graduate school. You've got full-time school or, um, you know, all of these extra things that you've got. Air conditioning, that's my big one. Um, those sorts of things. Selling a car and, and selling a, a membership is very similar. Um, especially over the phone, but in person, selling a car is so much easier and selling your, your karate school is so much easier in person because the person has committed to come in. So they're, they're almost there. They just need a bit of a shove. So um, when they're selling cars, they usually bring a friend along with them and they're the, they're the, the uncle that nobody likes. Um, so we call them Eddie the Expert. And... Um, so, that, so you've not only got to overcome that person, you've got to overcome the customer and always the customer's wife, the customer's husband. And the same in karate. You, you, you're selling something and, and the wife might say or the mum might say, oh, look, let me have a chat to my husband and I'll get back to you. So in that instance, it's hard to get them back. The same as a car. If they, if they, if they say, oh, let me go talk to my husband, and maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have a husband. But everybody uses that excuse. I'm, I'm, I've used it in, you know, um, buying a fridge or buying a, buying a TV. And, and I know that I'm lying. I know that I'm lying because I don't have to talk to my wife because my wife has already given me approval for this. But, you know, people use that as an excuse. So uh, selling cars, you've got to sort of uh, look through the, um, uh, the BS to really see what the reason is why they don't want to buy the car, but more importantly, why they want to buy the car, why they want to buy, have little Johnny come and do karate. You ask the very similar questions to the customer, why does little Johnny want to do karate? Oh, because of being bullied at school. Oh, okay. So it's about building his confidence and, and uh, concentration and these sorts of things. So um, the more questions you ask, it's like an onion. You just start peeling the layers. The same as selling cars, same as selling a membership. Why, 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 why? Um, and, you, and you get to the you get to the real answer. So, a lot of people struggle with asking for money. If you can't ask for money selling cars, then then you will starve. And the same as uh, the same as a martial arts school. If if you can't ask for money right then and there, then the, the chances of them buying off you are very slim. And you know, it's forty bucks, twenty bucks. Hundred bucks, whatever it is that you're asking for, compared to twenty thousand dollars. Hundred bucks is nothing. Uh, you know, people buy forty nine dollars and then it turn up. People will walk away 
from $200, but they won't walk away from $500. So when, we, when you're selling a car, you ask for a deposit. You always ask for two grand, $2,000. And they're, oh, whoa, geez. And if they commit to the $2,000, it's a sold car. Um, and if people go, oh, look, I'll give you $200, uh, no, because you won't come back. 200 bucks people walk away from. They're like, oh, well, don't worry about it, 200 bucks. So that's why you ask for two grand. They might come back and say, oh, $1,000, done. So you always ask for double. So um, that's selling cars. So if you can't ask for $49, the person standing in front of you, then you're going you're gonna to struggle to get members. You missed some really valuable stuff there. Um, especially with the excuses. Now, we all want to believe that people are 100% honest, um, which they are. That, you know, People are 100% honest, and it's not that people come into your school to intentionally lie, but there's a fight or flight situation that happens. And if a person is in a situation where they don't have the right, they haven't been sold on the value, Right, they're not. They just they're not convinced yet. But they they also don't know what to ask you. They're in this situation that they don't want to feel perhaps stupid, and they've got these unanswered questions, and they don't know exactly what's missing. But something's missing. So fight or flight clicks in, and now I say something. I, I just need to think about it, or I've got to speak to my wife, or got to go walk the dog, or I don't make on the spot decisions. You know, or there's there's a million of these things that are just it's just knee-jerk type yeah. responses. And they're not trying to offend you. And they, they know that they're lying, but um, it's, it's not a lie that they, they're uncomfortable doing. Um, but in your karate school or your martial arts school, if they, if they don't buy right then and there a trial, you know, two-week trial, four-week trial, even a term or monthly, whatever it is, then you haven't asked the right questions or you haven't given them enough information. And if they go, oh, look, let me go and have a chat to my husband, you know, that might 100% be the, the reason. I don't know how many marriages or, or, or partnerships where the partner doesn't know what the other person is doing. So we used to say, oh, well, that's fine. Give your husband a call. I'll, I'll sit here and wait and just sort of sit back and maybe have a coffee. And the person's like, oh, oh, well, they're at work at the moment, so they can't talk to you. Those, those sorts of things. So you, you give them, oh, well, well why, don't, why don't we just do a two-week for $29 now just to secure Johnny into one of our programs uh, and and then you can have a chat to your husband. And if you if I'm still happy to offer you the four weeks, 49 if you want to speak spoken to your husband. But the most important thing is securing a place right now for your for your little Johnny. So that you know you've got to give them urgency. If I could do that right now for nine dollars, would you be happy to if I could if I could offer you that two weeks for nine bucks? For seven dollars, five dollars. What if I give you twelve months at half price? Would you be happy to buy the car now? Or oh, sorry, that was just coming out. Sorry. Would you be happy to, to sign up now for the twelve months if I give you fifty percent off? Surely, customer, at fifty percent off, you know, you'd buy that. You'd buy that membership, wouldn't you? Fifty percent off. So you just you just got to keep asking, asking, asking. And if they go, look, at nine dollars, happy to happy to pay for two weeks. At least you've got something. At least you've got. I mean, it's not nine dollars, but you've got a commitment. They've committed. There we go. So I mean, and, and I guess you've got to also be. Um, uh, I can I can see your passion in in. Uh... Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I'm a rambler. 
<laughs> in in the in the sale. But that that's that's awesome. I've got to I've got to ask the question, right? It's the it's the elephant in the room. So everybody, how many times have you been labeled the term used car salesman? And what do you think about that? Uh, when I was teaching teaching and, and, and working, uh, I never told people what I did for a living. People ask, you know, what were you doing? Oh, a salesman. And they go, oh, well, you know, what do you sell? Oh, you know, bits and bits and bobs. And I, said, I talk about karate. But after a while, uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't care what people thought about used car salesmen. They, they do have a really bad reputation uh, from years ago. Like this place I did work at, this is before I started, but if uh, if, if I offered you a thousand dollars for your trade-in and you wanted five thousand, they would get your keys and throw them on the roof and say, "Well, good luck getting the keys." Um, those, oh. like, I mean, and that's that's a bad reputation that used car salesmen. I think it, it, it's sort of changing now with the internet and being everybody being pretty open about um, how they how they work. But uh, it's the same joke. Like if you're a lawyer, you're like, "Ooh, how many lawyers does it take to?" And chain down the bottom of the sea, those, those sorts of things. So um, as a used car salesman, people just used to find it funny because I'm a pretty open and honest guy. Even when I sold cars, I wouldn't lie. I just wouldn't tell the whole truth. So you only have to tell somebody as much as, as they need to hear or, you know, I, I would never lie about the history of the car. You know, it was, uh, it was owned by Grandma Edith, who drove five kilometers down the road on, on Sunday, those sorts of things. I, I wouldn't do that. I'm not that sort of person. And a lot of the people that I work with aren't like that, but some are. And I've worked with those guys, and they, they generally don't stay in one job for a long time. They're, you know, they're six months here and eight months there and three months there. I was lucky enough to stay in my first place for two years, second place for four years, and, and my last place for two years. So I wasn't jumping around. But I guess it comes back to when you buy anything, whether it's a car, a TV, much life membership, if you like the person, if you trust the person, then you buy off them. Um, and you might pay a little bit more money because you, you have a connection or you, you, you like that person. Um, I mean, have you ever bought a TV or a washing machine and you like that person and you go back to that person? Yeah, you know, it, it happens and... and Maybe you don't go and check it all the other prices. You see, you know what? I like Johnny. He's a nice fellow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend my friends to him. Like go and see Johnny because I, I bought my car off him and he was really good to me. That comes back to you running martial arts school too. I mean, people come. I used to, this used to be my tagline. You come for karate, but you stay for the jokes. So I, I say all bad jokes, all dad jokes, and um, one-liners to, through my teaching. Um, Every class, and I'm saying jokes left, right, and center for the parents in the kids' classes. So the parents are laughing. The kids are looking at me like, uh, I don't get it. So they don't think I'm funny, but the parents think I'm funny. So you end up buying and staying with somebody that you like and that you have a connection with and, and somebody that you feel comfortable with, especially over a long period. We've, we've got a couple of guys who've been training with us for over 20 years, and that's training with my dad and training with me. So you know, having my dad as their mentor for years. And then, I mean, these guys are in like 50s, 60s, 70s, some of them, and entrusting me in my 30s. So obviously they, they they like me, they like my karate, like my personality and, and stuff like that, um, and are happy to, to continue training with me. So it comes down to the person. It always comes down to the person. I'll add to that. In a sales environment, you get taught a lot of technique. 
it's all about the intent. So there's no, um, I don't think there's any, there's any negativity, negativity around a technique. I think the negativity is around the intent using the technique. Um, so, and, and that's kind of what you're saying there, right? Is, um, you know, people, uh, I mean, the old, the old saying of, you know, connect with people they know, like, and trust. So that's the connection. And if you're using the technique in a positive way, in respectful of boundaries, then there's no negativity in that. And um, a, a, a mentor of mine, James Shanko, always says, um, sales is the situation of taking someone from one alternative, from one situation to a better alternative. And sometimes people need a bit of help, right? Because I tell you what, I wish that somebody sold my parents on me doing karate when I was a kid. And I only started when I, you know, martial arts when I was 35. But uh, I, would have, I would have loved somebody really knowing how to uncover my needs and how, how martial arts would be a good fit for me and be, gently being able to, with good intent, pushing them into the right, I wouldn't say pushing, but guiding them into the right way of saying, yeah, he should be doing karate. Because it's a life-changing thing, right? And I think as a martial arts school owner and an instructor, you've got to believe that. Um, you've got to really believe down to your gut that you are changing lives. And if that's what you're doing and you are using a bit of technique to help the right person make the decision to join, then yeah. you've got to do it. Well, as a, as a teacher, if you don't think you're teaching the best quality martial art, chosen martial art that you're doing, then how can you convince other people that you, they should join you? Um, and I think that comes down to loving, loving what you do. Now, I've sold cars to people who came in looking for one car and I've sold them a totally different because it doesn't suit their need. You know, they're looking for a small car and they've got four people in their family, for example, and those sorts of things. And, uh, and I would steer people away from certain cars. You know, um, especially if some if there's somebody that I have a really good connection with, I mean, you can't you you can't be friends with everybody, and it's really naive to think that you can sell a car to everybody or sell a membership to, to everybody. You, you can't be friends with everybody. Everybody has a different personality. A friend of mine I helped a couple of weeks ago is a karate friend of mine, and he and his wife are having a baby, and they're looking at a, a certain car. And I try to steer because he was he was set on that car. And I was helping him have a look around for that car, but I slowly steered him into a better car. And, uh, and he, he, he ended up buying the car that I, I, I recommended. I helped him buy it and stuff like that. And um, it's a much, much, much better car than that, that, that thing that he was looking at buying, you know, because – and it's the same as a membership. You know, so many times people come in and the, really the parents want to train too. You know, a lot of, a lot of times dads come in who are 35, 40, 45 – and they want to sign up little Johnny. But you know that at the corner of their eye, they're sort of watching the class and, and they're looking at and, – and you know that they want to train. Um, so, you, so like, those things you, you, you pick up if you're, if, you're, if you're good at selling. Then you start asking questions. Oh, Johnny, have you ever done karate? Uh, no. And then you start, oh, well, have you, have you thought about doing karate? Oh, well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, that's two memberships sold instead of one. And – one technique I do, and I've done it for, for, for ages, is when I get a phone call and I say, oh, this is Shane from the Australian Karate Academy. Oh, yeah, hey, I'm just calling up about your karate classes. And I say, sure, our adult classes are on Mondays, Tuesdays, when? Oh, no, I'm calling for my son. Oh, okay, no worries. 
So immediately, I always ask, I talk about adult karate, like they're coming, they're coming to join our adult karate. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it's, it's the kids, but they always put it in their mind, oh, maybe I, I should do karate too. That's great. That's genius. I like that because you just planted the seed. You're just planting the seed and, and planting the seed. You know, Johnny's dad, have you, um, have you ever thought about doing karate? Oh, yeah. Or my dad ran this campaign years ago in late 80s, early 90s, and it was um, at the time we had no money. We had no money. My, my dad was um, working at a juice factory. My mom was cleaning houses. Um, but my dad's passion was karate, and he was at uni studying teaching. Um, and we had a full-time karate club. Anyway, my dad put all of his money into a Sunday newspaper. Remember when people used to read newspapers? Sunday ad, it was like a quarter of a page on a Sunday, and it said, you, dot, 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 a black belt in karate. My dad started a 12-month black belt course. So... A lot of people are very negative about it at, at that time and probably still are, but um, what, he, what people didn't realise is those guys are training five days a week, twice a day, two hours in the morning and, tw- and two hours at night. And um, so anyway, so he put this ad in, you are black belt in karate. And we used that for years, man, because that was a Sunday. And my, you know, they put all, my dad put all of their money in it, everything that we had into that ad. And the phone just rang and rang and rang. And, and my dad um, just signed up people, so many people. And it was just, uh, just a simple idea that he had, uh, that people wanted to be a black belt. Um, I even thought about running that as a Facebook ad. But I'll talk to you about it afterwards. But um, so if you ask that question, because uh, the end goal for a lot of people is getting to black belt. They don't realise there are, there are lots of levels after black belt. But if you ask that question, have you ever thought about being a black belt? Now, in karate, it's a big difference in three or five years. It's not BJJ, it's 10 years. So, you know, if you, if you ask that question, if you don't ask that question, that person may never, ever join. And 10 years later, they're thinking, Shh, I should have started karate. But if you ask that question, it's either yes or no. That's what we say in sales. They're all going to say yes or they're going to say no. If they say no, no skin off your, off your nose. They say yes, man, that's a couple of thousand dollars. Um, that's a $1,000 question right there. Awesome. So a couple of questions for you, just uh, in, in regards to, to working together. So you started out with us a, a couple of months ago. Um, so, so we're recording this now in February. Um, so you started out in December, right? So it was just right before the floods and et cetera. So we did talk about the, the 72 hour sale that, that generated $20,000. So that was a good plus. But what were your student numbers at the time when we got started together? I was on track. Uh, but because of the flood, and I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest, mate. I think I was falling over members. But we we got we got down to 110, 110 members in. I mean, 110 is great for a lot of people, for sure. And it was great for me, but not as not as my sole income, not as income. It's it's not enough. So you down to 110. All right, perfect. And and where are you at today? Uh, today, as of today, I actually signed up two new kids today. So we're 185, 185 members training. That's not including family members who train for free. I don't like that word free, but um, my family members and, and instructors. So well, members all up, people who are paying, 
paying money and some are paying for once a week and some, some are paying for unlimited classes is 185. As, as of right now, 1, 1 p.m. I haven't checked my email, but yeah. That's amazing. So you 35 students off to doubling your to doubling your school from the time yeah. you started three months ago. And to be honest, man, when I I thought I'd hit 200. My goal was 250 in December of this year. But I really thought it'd be 200. But now we're looking at 200 sort of March, which is it is nuts. But the good thing is we had everything in place to cater for those students. Um, we've got about 10 instructors. Um, some are family members. My sister teaches. Her husband teaches. He's a third down as well. They met through karate. Um, and I've got genuine friends who, who help out and teach classes and some uni students who assist in classes as well. So they're, they're all black belts through me and they've all been on Queensland teams before. And so it's great. We're in a very good position at the moment. But again, that was that was all set up for December of this year, not March of this year. But anyway. That's cool. So, so what's been... Um... What what are the sort of the three parts of the the partners program, one to two to three, you know, whatever you feel is 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 good. What what's been what's made the biggest impact for you over the last few months? Oh, definitely our open day, definitely everything leading up to our open day, um, and have and being able to talk to the members, um, uh, the, the community, because partners is so small. It's not like there's a thousand people on it. You know, the the, the great thing is. Being able to to chat to to guys like Daryl um, and, and I can see Stacy and those guys doing the same sort of thing. We, we all have the same passion. We all want to teach the best martial art that we can and, and make a make an in, income to, to do that. Um, and being able to talk to those guys about what's worked and what hasn't worked, it's great. And being able to talk to you, man, just Facebook message. Uh, if you if you don't reply in half an hour. I know, I know that you're sleeping or, or you're you're dead. So, like, just being able to, to talk back so quickly is, is is phenomenal. But probably the biggest one is our open day and and setting everything up for that open day. It's not like we just magically made an open day. It was a months leading into it and the um, or the weeks leading into it. All the preparation. Um, I I think it, even behind me you might be able to see a list of open day stuff that we had. I've written out everything, everything printed off. Uh, everything was pointing towards a big open day. And it's only because I had the time to talk to you and set everything up and um, without your help and without the, the other partner's help, um, couldn't do it. I, I did an open day last year and it was good, but this one was so much better, so much more organised. Even though my sister broke her toe on that, that morning um, and the car park was locked and then... We had a you know drama after drama after drama, but because we we prepared so well for it, it was just easy. And and then the and then flow and effect after the open day. Um, you know, having a chat to you about organising the, the campaign, the Facebook ad campaign afterwards, uh, and the follow up, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, we, we signed up uh, 34 people on the day. Um, just on the day, they they gave me their money. They gave me trust for 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 that. So. Uh, but after that, the two kids I signed up today was was from the camp from the open day campaign. I just let it keep running and kept following up and and following that your your suggested email trail. Yeah, it's great. 
That's that's awesome. That's that's so good to hear. Who would you recommend the Parkers program to, and and why? I would recommend it to people who who are just in the sort of treading water, doing the same thing and expecting different different results. And that was me. That 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 was me. I thought I knew the answers, but I mean, I, I ran a, my karate club before previously full time, and we got I think we got to about two hundred and twenty members in in one location, but man. It was a lot of work and I was doing all of the classes and all of the marketing and all of the cleaning and I ended up burning myself out and very close to quitting karate. But I would recommend it yeah, to those who are floundering, just wondering, you know, uh, but they get to a point where where are the next students coming from? You know, uh, or, or how do I address, how do I market better, market the customers better? How do I, how do I, make my systems easier and who do I talk to and, and those sorts of things. For those who love their chosen martial art and they're ready to go full time, um, I'd say just, just wait a little bit and, and, and have a chat to, to you. Um, even though even guys who've been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, uh, we, we all get stale um, and we, we, may, we may have exhausted our current market. For those who have been doing in the same club for 20 years, Maybe they need a refresher. They, they need a different angle, a new angle. And the, the video stuff that we do is, is phenomenal. So I think those, um, those sorts of people, and I've recommended a couple of my friends who just need a little bit of an arm twist, and I, I, I think it'll be, it'll be beneficial for them. Awesome. And uh, so when I, um, I remember just before you did the, the 72-hour sale, you said to me that you almost didn't join and – you yeah. thought that you just wasted a bunch of money, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the fear. It's the same as same as buying a car. That's why people get cold feet. It was a big commitment, but I, 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 yeah, it's funny because I knew at that time I had to do it. I had to do. It. I had to do it. I got to do something different. Like I, I just can't keep doing the same thing, thinking I knew it all. Like it's ridiculous. But it's that ego, man. Like the ego inside you. Whether you do karate or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Kung Fu or Hufang Dung, it's an ego inside you to go, you know what, I'm a man, I can do it all myself. You know, um, I'm a black belt, I'm a fifth down, I don't need anybody else's ideas or opinions. And once you once you sort of step back from yourself and really have a good look at yourself, you realise you can't. And, and, and after I committed to you over the phone, I had a bit of a think and I was like, oh, shit, what have I done? Oh, my God, it's... It's a lot of money. I thought, oh, well, I'm just, it's just, just t- total waste of money now. I'm just going to have to do something different. And then I had a, I cooled down, I had a think, and um, I had another chat to you, and I realised, oh, this is definitely the way forward. Like, you're an idiot, Shane, you know. I'm so happy that that uh, I, I found you and I committed and um, you know, I took, moved my ego to the, to, to the side, and, and, and obviously we've made some money, man, so... It's been great. That's awesome. So for anyone for anyone listening that would like to know more about it, just go to martialartsmedia.com. Just hit up, uh, send us a message and we can see if it's, you know, if, if, if we can potentially help you and, and if our program is a good fit. Shane, it's been great speaking to you. Well, I, can't, I can't just say one thing. Um, George, you asked me a lot of questions as well uh, about, you know, whether I would be a good fit for you. And, you know, uh, that, that really... Um, it made me feel really comfortable. Instead of instead of you not knowing anything about me about my karate club, you asked me a lot of questions, maybe 30, 20 to thirty questions, 
just to make sure that you could help me. And I really appreciate it. Instead of just taking my money, you you qualified me. And, that, and that's what we do. Another thing that we do on sales. You, you, you've got to qualify. Otherwise, you know, I'm just giving you money. You're just taking money. Um, I, I really... I really appreciate it, and I could see that you were—I um, could see that we were a good fit, um, good personality, very similar to mine, very relaxed, but but driven. So, sorry, sorry to hijack, but I, I really, really appreciate it. No, thank you, and th- thank you for acknowledging that, um, because you know that's it, it. It takes a while in business to realize that. I guess you start putting your filters up, right? You, you realize that nobody just wants to make money, right? I mean, especially in the martial arts industry. It's it's about passion. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm not in the teaching side. I'm on the service side of helping martial arts school, but I'm in this industry because I've got a passion for martial arts. And I didn't, you know, I had many other opportunities where, believe me, I could make a lot of more money if if I ventured into that. But as in life fulfillment, as you sit there, you know that this is what drives you. This is what you want to do for your life. Um, I sit in that same boat that martial arts drives me, if there's one thing that I want to propel forward and help and be a part of, it's martial arts. It's, it's martial arts and martial arts school owners. But within that, there's also some reasoning that, um, and you mentioned this earlier, that everybody is not a good fit for everybody. And I'd rather take the time discovering that and, uh, and making sure that if, if you are going to be a client and we are going to work together, there's going to be a lot of energy from our part and there's going to be a lot of energy from your part. And we've got to make sure that we can sort of match those goals and say, all right, well, hey, if you're going to come on board, we're going to be able to help you. Because if we can't, you know, you're going to walk around happy. We're not going to feel good. They'll be fulfilled. So it's, it's never really about, yeah, of course, there's money on the back end. But there's, there's so much that has to happen before that, before you can say, right, this is a school owner I can really work with. I can help them move forward. Um, let's let's explore them taking that step. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a two-way street. Definitely got to be two-way street. So, um, oh, it's been great, man. And, and being able to talk to you all the time is just fantastic. Yeah, if you, if you're if anybody's out there thinking about it, just just send them a message. Just pick up the phone, give them a call. Very easy. Much appreciate that, Shane. So, thank you for thank you for jumping on the call. So, if people want to know more about you, you've also something that we didn't explore is um, you have a program called uh, Dirty Karate. Take two three minutes. Just tell us where can people find out more about you. And, and and what you got going on? Yeah, look, uh, Facebook is a, a big one, I suppose. Um, so we have a, a, a Strength Karate Academy Facebook page, and, or just friend me on Facebook. Our website, our karate website is aka. It's very easy, aka.com.au. Uh, Australian Karate Academy is a, is a comment. So um, it's a great name, really, really good name to have as a as a business because it's pretty easy to remember. But yeah, uh, my yeah, Dirty Karate is on our Facebook page. Uh, this being put to the side for a little bit until I can until I can secure an income teaching karate properly and uh, but that is a um, passion project of mine so we, we hardly spoke about karate and that's I could talk about karate all day perfect and we can do that for round two sounds good awesome awesome Shane thanks for being on the show I'll speak to you soon thanks mate cheers awesome thanks for listening if you want to connect with other top smart martial arts school owners and have a chat about marketing, lead generation, what's working now, and or just have a, a gentle rant about things that are happening in the industry, then I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group, and 
In there, I share a lot of extra videos and downloads and worksheets, things that are working for us when we work, help school owners grow, and share a couple of video interviews and a bunch of cool extra resources. So uh, it's called the Martial Arts Media Community, and an easy way to access it is if you just go to the domain name martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group, G-R-O-U-P. Uh, there's no .com or anything, martialartsmedia.group. That will take you straight there. Uh, request to join, and I will accept your invitation. Thanks. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.